0: hello and welcome to today's episode um some very quick uh definitely it's currently in the process still of uh migrating over um the episodes from the the sister from the uh call-in version of trading journal Still in the progress you can't you can't automatically you can't download the mp3 file so i have to manually re-record those podcasts and uh i'm still working on that hopefully uh so the, the the chronological order will be a bit out of sorts, and I was holding off on recording a new uh, episode. Uh, to hopefully, to have gotten that worked out by now, but have not. So the the, the dates will be out of order, but hopefully, forgive me. Hopefully, by next time, should be good to go. Um, and of course, uh, that podcast. And this is the this is the the one provided by Anchor. So shout out to Spotify. Uh, but yeah, today we want to talk about. Uh, a, a wonderful unicorn called bite dance there was a uh, an interesting article by uh, a chinese writer called a jengjun uh, uh, Jun. uh, uh and you, i'll link i'll link to i made a substack post on my substack market diary uh that like excerpted like just like some interesting humorous quotes from her in, from her insightful piece uh about uh it, it focused specifically on on, t- on the ByteDance's founder. Uh, I guess I was like with the title of TikTok Insider Zhang Yiming's Journey of Giant Waves. Uh, a link to her uh, Weixin article uh, as well as my sub stack that highlights some of the some humorous quotes interesting quotes. Um, I, I guess really broadly I think it's you know for all the for all the, the facts of the internet you think that makes uh, reading alternative languages and things from like newspapers that you wouldn't or blog that you wouldn't see automatically, that doesn't really happen on the internet. and So especially when it comes to to China, China Chinese reporting about China, you know, it's... Well, there's probably a distance between... Between... There's a significant distance, I think, between what actually happens, what the writer for the New York Times or for the Wall Street Journal decides to choose as their angle and and right and what gets to you and so there's that the middleman middleman of like the editorialization or the selective of like framing and or narrative building and then you have of course language barrier uh which so you have multiple middlemen that that, dis- that can distort things but, but especially right i mean like like it's not hard like it's <laughs> you're not a, you're not banned from using wechat you're not banned from using a uh, weibo or a uh, Wasting or or uh, Doyin. like it's not hard to, to access those things to and it'll quickly dispel some uh, some easy narratives. Uh, so anyway, so I guess that's my like certainly it's something I could do better on, and I think certainly I I plan on reading more of uh, Zhang Jun's writing it's her writing in this. Just use a, a deeple translation, or I use Wasting's a, a built-in translation. You could also use deeple translation or. And it's a really good interesting article. And certainly about, about a company like Byte dance Like I if I was reading a biop like a like a like a history overview of say of say Snapchat, right? American California Stanford grads. Would I if would I really feel like I'm getting the best if I'm ha- having some reporter from Germany talk about that company or some writer from China talk about the company? Like I feel like like someone on the ground level would be a, you know much more interesting uh angle to go at uh and so here we have one about ByteDance. so it's certainly an interesting large company uh, um I, I could pull up the pitch book to see like the least funding around i think well, like 250 billion or at least like whatever mark tiger i think that's mark tiger uh, invested in them at uh but anyways and this podcast it won't it won't be more open-ended it'll be following the structure i laid out in my in the Substack post uh uh, so a bit less free form, uh, free flowing, uh, but nice variety. And uh, again, I think some of these quotes uh, from uh, like word generally insightful. And again, I think company building, right? Like, I think if you listen to enough interviews of founders or investors and companies, like some of business and investing, like it's just it's so fascinating. Like all like like the most sm- my minute my decisions that have like so such immense repercussions. Like I read a, a piece by Burn Hobert uh, who has, uh, his, uh, his, uh, substack called, uh, let me make sure I have it right, uh, the diff, and he, and, and, uh, that's why I mentioned so, uh, Snapchat, because, uh, like, he had a, his recent piece, uh, on Snapchat, and he pointed out how, like, how, like, Snapchat correctly p- picked the right side of, the right side of, uh, the right side of a, a cameras, right? Whereas whereas Instagram uh here I am going on a on a side tangent. But he point pointed, so of course I'll I'll link to his also um to give credit. But he pointed out the fact that like back in Inception, whereas Instagram chose the relative going through filters, uh whereas Snapchat didn't, and that came down to a divergence in in the appreciation for the future of camera, of, like, the hardware technology, with, like, continuing improvement and, like, lower costs, and so, therefore, phones, phone cameras would be better, or have to focus on, like, filters and and things to improve lower-quality pictures. And and so, like, again, here we are five, almost a decade uh, later, and... A very interesting, uh... It's those ripple effects. Uh, But... So enough of that, but yeah, I guess it's, I think that's the thing that like, and I think as you'll see, especially if I like, get one about like how like the uh, musically got like their their last thing, which is the second second uh, blurb I'm highlight. Shows um, like, how how fascinating like like the, like the companies that we interact with, like their inception and like their journey, the critical mass. Like it's such a it's a unique like their journeys are so unique to their specific time. I think every company has that, right? Like Sony, post World War Two Japan, or Tencent, like. uh, early internet in, uh, in early post-pre-current uh, like, post, like uh, free market China or, or any of the Silicon Valley companies in the U.S. So it's so fascinating. But, uh, moving on to the quotes, actually. Uh, firstly, uh, Zhang Yiming doesn't seem to set up a mental restraint for himself. Yiming thinks that challenging Facebook and Google is something that should be done Another person in charge of a certain overseas region told me, "For him, it is to stand firm and then kick the giants down." I, I think that's like, like, it is Again, like the quotes, I I stopped qu- highlighting blurbs towards the end, like like if there's like split into three halves, uh, in one well, into thirds, like the first and second, uh, I over-indexed on quotes. Uh, but anyway, but this quote I think was interesting as it certainly Ace sets the tone of the of who, uh. Uh, mr chang is but also like, it's very you think of like ByteDance and how you how like you know f- like uh facebook and like uh zuckerberg are pointing out like tiktok as a as a competitor and, and why uh like they can't be they shouldn't be held to as much scrutiny i mean yeah, so you look at that of course what, like this guy is speaking from like the context of when ByteDance was a startup right or sort really of just like a china specific uh operation whereas clearly now it's it is a in Maybe you know one of probably one of what like Xian. Gosh, I hope I'm pronouncing that. Let me check my pronunciation. Uh, Xian or S H E I N Xian, as some people say. But uh, uh, let me check my pronunciation. Uh, I I should link to this also. Xian. I I, I kind of said it, right. Xian i right, like, well, like, the and Xi'an are kind of the only, uh, or two biggest, uh, sort like, consumer-facing, uh, international Chinese companies. Uh, so it's a unique point. But it just seemed interesting, right, of, like, just, like, that, that pure ambition in the first place. You know, think of, right, because think about, it, like, like, U.S. big tech, right, like, Facebook, Google, Microsoft. Like, where is the, uh, people, ch- ch- where are the companies challenging them? Like, any European companies challenging uh, at that scale, like, sure, but, but it's like, uh, like, Spotify challenges Apple, at, like, a very micro segment, but that's, but no one is competing at that scale, and so, pr- frankly, uh, again, uh, to the degree, I'm gonna, if ByteDance isn't competing with, with, um, uh, let's say, like, Google or Microsoft, but certainly in, like, the mano e mano against say, like, Facebook slash meta, then it certainly is, uh, so it's, I think it's very interesting, just, like, the, the ambition of, of, of 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 the founder, and of course you have stepped down from CEO to a more uh, higher level role. Next quote: uh, A person familiar with Musical.ly told me that they wanted to find an adverb to express their attitude towards life. L Y was inspired by the initials of Lu Yu uh, in Pinyin and hoped to express "live music." but the music domain name has been registered, and we chose music as a compromise. More incidentally dot ly is the national domain name of libya which happened to be the libyan war that year and was sold at a particularly cheap price and so to the point i was saying of like how like there's all these like super small details that are like on some degree and like hilarious and the second degree just like shows how business and, and finance is like so like inter uh, inherently interconnected with everything else with the real world um because again those companies and and, and functions are inherently part of the real world and, f- and facilitate the things that we interact with. But it's just, like, it's so humorous. It, gives, it shows, like, A, like, how long, uh, like, this progression has been uh, to get to where we are today, of one of the most dominant social media apps uh, in the world. Uh, and then it's, it's extremely humorous of, like, the dot .ly. It's just, it's it's a hint of... I think it was, it's kind of, like, the absurdity of, of like modern of like the 21st century but also then just like you know like it, it is like again to the degree that things are a product of your time or people are a product of their time then here we have a very visceral representation of that i will say like it's very inter- interesting because i suppose i like, certainly as like a um, person who started like using tiktok as a user probably uh in in 2021 so definitely like on like on the adoption curve definitely not an early adopter and so I remember back to uh, high school seeing people use post Musical.ly videos. Uh, and it was very interesting, I guess, you're like, you know, like, like man, I of some people, like, these people in high school uh, who are the act- who are actually the early adopters of one of the, the most dominant uh, social media apps and, like, they have, like, their account data that shows when they made it and they have, like, all this, like, implied credibility from, like, how long they've had their account. Like, man... I wish I wish I had that credibility to be like an early adopter of one of the m- most dominant social media apps. But yeah, the Libya L Y domain name, very humorous. And yeah, like it, it, it kind of, like if you think about it, like the dot L Y, like, like okay, makes it makes sense like if you connect that, dot, but about that, and it's not like the fact that buying it when the S- Libyan civil war was happening. Like, All right, next quote. A key person who experienced the start of TikTok told me that the exam or the team uh, excuse me, uh, told me that the team took many English names and did A-B tests, but nothing was finalized. The nearly kicked TikTok out of the plethora of cool English words. TikTok is the title of a European and your American pop song released in 2009. Uh, the pronunciation is taken from TikTok, uh, which describes the ultimate nightclub carnival. What makes people hesitant is that, although the song is popular, it is very similar to a slobber song, which is vulgar in American culture. It has one of the few advantages, good pronunciation. Of course, the choice of name was mixed with chance, bite change, and strategy at the beginning of the internationalization of short videos focusing on Japan and South Korea. In these two countries, TikTok is not only catchy, but also a bit playful. I will say, when I first read that, I did not know what a slobber song was. So I guess it's to the sense that, like, it is like when you're learning a different language like there's like some phrases or terms that are that like make sense or like sound right but like as a native speaker you wouldn't necessarily associate or use. I, I think against like again and that's something that you only experience if you read writing from a different from a different language which is something that uh, does something for myself and I extrapolate to many people it just does not happen enough. Again, when it's very easy to to read writing from other in other languages. Uh, next point: A B test, Wonderful. I went to like doing a digital marketing class uh, recently, and, like nice. And again, to the point of like how like the dot ly is, is humorous. Like like TikTok. Like now, like TikTok it's, it's kind of like you know this joke of like drop the from Facebook and, and like there's like that movie scene that I that guess parodied. Uh, but like TikTok, like it makes sense. Like TikTok, like like audio focus, visceral, active, short uh but i right like a b test could have uh gotten like knocked out if somebody like decided to take take like the the potentially negative connotation too far or like then you have some reason to not use it uh and then uh, the, so just interesting how like like again like the very micro choices and then the last point of like japan South Korea is like the for the short video uh focus and again to the degree that that the future some of the elements significant elements of the future are happening in china uh in asia uh then this is a example of that uh, uh of, of asia being a, or at least east asia i suppose being a leading indicator for certain things uh, topic for another another podcast Uh next quote zuckerberg is interested oh these are a lot of quotes man yeah. how uh, now again, but again, for a company like ByteDance, that's a 250 billion. A divide out, I'm sure we're talking about like a, a, a billion per a, a capitalization per minute. Uh, again, per quote. So, as a quote, Zuckerberg is interested in capturing the teenage market. His opinion, Musically, is Instagram for video. Zuckerberg sent Instagram founder Kevin Strom to visit Shanghai many times to discuss acquisitions of the Musically core team. People involved in the deal told me that uh, Sistrom made at least three trips to shanghai 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 just a pronunciation difference was a, 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 a semantic point that, excuse me I, oh gosh i didn't say like any quote uh, uh people involved in the deal told me that Cisco made at least three trips to shanghai uh, shanghai uh, in person and in the end facebook made a verbal offer of 1.6 billion in pure cash uh, but but at the end of negotiations, Facebook was hesitant because it wasn't sure how high the ceiling for short videos was i uh, I this is out right because facebook whatsapp uh, let me look up the terms for that okay. facebook whatsapp uh, Facebook acquired whatsapp uh, for about uh, nineteen billion. So, yeah, and uh, I don't have the date, I don't have, like, the year this happened. Well, no, this happened after, because if he sent Facebook acquired, I'm pretty sure Facebook acquired Instagram before they made their WhatsApp. Uh, so this happened, so 1.6 billion, in-, in pure cash, right, because the WhatsApp deal was 4 billion cash, and uh, like 12, 16, uh, something in, in stock. But, yeah, so yeah, it's very interesting, right? To the idea of, like, what they're being trends, and now with Facebook, with Reels, and and, and cluttering uh, their Instagram app to, to Kingdom Come, uh, or, like, or like, uh, like reels on Instagram and Facebook. It's, it's, like, short video is clearly a focus. And here we have, like, about 2015, 2014, uh, like, mid-2010s of Facebook considering short video, or, like at least knowing what it is. Uh, but, of course, then not moving on it, not moving into the space, not look at the leading indicators. And, of course, right, because short... If entertainment, I, I've made a point in, a, in an earlier, an earlier podcast that entertainment is inherently finite because ultimately, there's only twenty four hours in a day, right? You just set the most broad level. It's only twenty four hours, and how you allocate that, if entertainment is time, uh, you know, and so it is zero sum, and so if short videos is inherently zero sum with like, with like static photos or static writing and everything, or active entertainment of videos, of like long form videos then so I, I definitely i'm not going to criticize like say zuckerberg for for not moving earlier because like sure 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 videos like even for myself right like just starting to be a tiktok user in uh, 2021 like wasn't really fully into the short video myself but so very interesting though right because you're like bite dance and facebook like jostling as competitors or having overlap and friction uh was well, interesting to see how <laughs> excuse me it's very interesting to see how like the uh the intersection between these two companies and, and uh, or these uh, apps uh this became way way earlier than say 2020 next quote they opted for a different uh, excuse me they opted for a differentiation strategy quote play around north america with a focus on japan south korea southeast asia india and brazil among them East Asia is the dominant area of TikTok. However, none of these regions are as important as the United States. For content products, the United States is a highland, and whoever and, and quote whoever wins the United States wins the world. A TikTok startup said that musically is too important for a bite of video strategy or globalization strategy and must be bought. Um, I, I think that that's interesting because I suppose in the U.S. Uh, in the U.S. of just companies, there's like this assumption that the u.s is default and then there's like internationalization as like an ulterior focus for companies to to ultimately pursue right Uh, but so it's very to from the outside perspective then to think about well how does that work from uh, from from that view and uh, like non-us companies view the u.s and so in this case it's very interesting then to see how how clearly, uh, ByteDance viewed the U.S. as a market to be in, and, and clearly, given all of the shenanigans with like the Trump administration wanting TikTok to, the, or ByteDance to divest TikTok uh, completely, and the shenanigans with Oracle and uh, Walmart, and um, how how much TikTok has fought to maintain the, uh, at least ownership, uh, if losing operational control, but maintaining ownership over their U.S. foothold, and so I think that really illustrates, uh, the whoever owns wins the u.s wins the world and it does make sense of like of like you know american content creators using them and so it does make sense and again very interesting then to see like how it's very interesting how like these positioning steps and and like have been solidified years in advance of where it became like a like a a contemporary a very prominent talking point next quote after the integration. And and contextualizing this, this is me inserting into the quote, uh, TikTok acquiring musically. Uh, So I restarted the quote. After the integration, TikTok entered a frenzy of throwing money, throwing money, and throwing money crazy. Uh, The most important distribution channel is, of course, the enemy Facebook. From the third and fourth quarters of 2018 to the first quarter of 2019, TikTok's promotion budget increased by more than 100% every quarter a person close to Facebook told me, Facebook's annual revenue in Greater China is about $5 billion. TikTok planned to contribute about $1 billion over three years. End quote. This quote is really interesting because you think about it in in the sense that if you are a platform, and of course, like, Facebook's like probably a second-tier platform, right? Because of how, say, like, Apple, Google can mess around with them, right? So, like, Apple is, like, tier one platform, Facebook's tier two platform, but it's very interesting, right, because, like, their platform, by definition, like, they have, like, such a wide breadth, and, like, you have to interface with them, in order to, like, get, get, reach the consumer, and so you think, and so it's very interesting, like, that tension between, like, the company seeing trends, but then benefiting, that could lead to competitors, but then benefiting from the spend of those competitors, it's very interesting, and, you, and like, of course, you have, like, stories of, like Amazon, like, taking, like copying like companies that sell on their storefronts pl- their storefront, uh, or like startup data from like their like investing arms, and the same for a lot, a lot of like large co- like platform companies. So it's very interesting here, right? It was like, twenty twenty eighteen twenty nineteen right? So closer to today, and the competition, yeah, it's just interesting. Of like, it's it's uh not symbiotic. It's not parasitic. It's mutualistic. the dynamic, I think, it's very interesting. It's it's a, it's like a tension that has like still has to work itself out and, and it, who knows if the, I think I imagine the future like work Facebook will probably be a bit more similar to Amazon and like the paying more attention to the data because we're well, like Snapchat ByteDance slash TikTok kind of only two examples so it's like third time's a charm to to be ahead of the game um but yeah I think it's very interesting of like the mutual of the the mutualistic dynamic there uh which is, again, natural to every platform company, so I, I can only imagine how many stories there are for, for other, uh, more stories there are of, like, companies that, like, benefited from, like, Facebook spend uh, and then became competitors to, to Facebook or Google or those. Or to the degree that there can be competitors to, say, Facebook or certainly to Google. Um, but next quote, related, the reason for Facebook to relax its guard is simple. TikTok's retention rate is so poor. Quote, is this company stupid? The users who bought it basically ran away, and the retention rate the next day was 30%. The internal view of Facebook is, I direct traffic to it, it can't retain users anyway, and it does not pose any threat. The above people said, at the beginning of 2019, Liu Jun, uh, the senior vice president of ByteDance, in charge of the International Functional Department at that time, made a special trip to bring the team to Facebook and signed an annual strategic cooperation agreement if its senior management in greater China. And uh, building off the, the like, the, what I was saying about the previous thing, uh, it's very interesting that, uh, I had, like, this problem i just probably call it to, like, Facebook's view. Uh, if, and again, like, retention rate, especially for, like, nascent, certainly social apps, is major consider sort of retention rate in general for any type of consumer-facing technology is, is crucial. Uh, and... And yeah, and you can definitely see that, right? And so like, but it does not pose any threat. And if you present the logic to, it's like, so like to me, like that that'd be fair enough logic. Uh, so that' interesting. And I, th- I think another another point is, yeah, you know, again, like like just like the relation and how like the like so many moving parts and of how these uh, companies work. Uh, Of course, assume nowadays, Uh, not really that much of a relationship, or as 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 smooth as uh, nowadays. Next quote: When he took over, TikTok's Chinese and foreign employees were filled with antagonistic emotions. And Zhu Jun proposed the mission, vision, and values. Uh, The employee said, "Quote: Alex builds a poetic expression. Foreigners especially buy in." Alex said this: TikTok is a commerce. A, a TikTok is commerce, a bridge, and a window. Uh, end quote. And so I suppose on one hand, it's very uh, for as generic and potentially generic and uh, uninsightful as a company's mission statement can be. It's uh, certainly in in like the very tangible communication a management team sends to em- employees. I think like the phrasing of 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 tiktok is commerce a bridge and a window i think that's a, a very interesting phrasing it's only a bit of its mission but then actually like what tiktok and ByteDance actually do like commerce you have of course advertising which does have like like a, a nascent commerce integration uh not to the degree that like like uh some like 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 uh tencent or or alibaba or have it but it's it's there the bridge uh there, a window, like the content. Uh, so I think that's interesting. And yeah, there's a factual thing, like Zhu uh, Jun, Z-H-U-J-U-N. I, I believe he was one of the founders of, of Musical.ly. He's like a charismatic. He can speak English. Uh, it's kind of like the head guy of like the international U.S. operation. Uh, next quote. Uh, sure enough, all departments have assessed that there is a loss. Removing the Facebook interface will lead to the lack of accurate portraits when acquiring users, affecting growth and monetization efficiency. Uh, Jujun asked everyone to further clarify the loss of user experience. The team collectively came to a conclusion no more than 20%. Uh, Jujun conveyed the order, cut off immediately. I think that's really interesting because, again, like, <laughs> I wanted. I, I should have perused this before instead of just like going quote by quote by quote. But I think it's very interesting right, of like recognition that like Facebook, it's Facebook being, and again right like Facebook uh, is suffering. And certainly, all social media companies are suffering. it, of Apple changing the uh, using their platform power to to change privacy with IDFA. I'm sure but like Snapchat like forty six percent that loss in a day. Uh, having the having the company's value, RIP stock options. Uh, it's very interesting. Like, and I, I guess I agree that like it's very hard. Like, in a sense, like of, of like TINA. There's no alternative. Like, how are you going to acquire customers? How are you going to like like the retention rate, right? How are you going to target the consumers? How are you going to maintain them? And so like, and so yeah, and yeah, as like the question then of uh, like when you come when you think of like the business decisions that are tough and required thinking, like, adjust, like, your a company's relationship with Facebook, one of the most dominant consumer platforms, especially at, at that time. Like, it's, like, such a fascinating thing to, like, think about, like, the actual decision processes, and I, I think it's very interesting then how, like, you can tell by, like, of course, I like the initial this will be bad for monetization, but then, like, you can tell then from, like, if he want everyone to clarify then kind of like he wanted to find a room to cut them break off uh, and like cut themselves off from dependency on facebook and then see like the 20 percent and like to do it like immediately Like it's just such an interesting like uh, fascinating to be like a fly in the wall it's like how that discussion went uh so next quote and this is a skipping ahead towards like more than like 2020 to today a quote like iraq a TikTok has never spent a penny. However, during the epidemic, TikTok searched to 6 million daily users and the mobile internet population in Iraq was about 25 million with a daily penetration rate of 24% and a monthly penetration rate of 40%. I think that's very interesting because A, I don't think anybody thinks about internet, Iraqi internet users and which apps Iraqis use. I don't think anybody thinks about that. Like, just being honest, it's not something I think about like, I have a YouTube channel, I look up, like, my, uh, my nationality demog- demographics, uh, I don't see Iraq, uh, in there, but I, I, think that, like, to the degree, of course, like, everybody, like, like, you like, TikTok, and, and, and you think of, like, TikTok, like, like, ByteDance, like, China, U.S., not really anywhere else, kind of, or, like, Western Europe, sure, like, Canada, um, but, and, like, you kind of forget the, like, thing that, like, TikTok, it's it is a global company like w- w- with a global reach so it's only like for iraq to have 6 million daily active users in a country of tw- uh, a pop uh, internet users of 25 million like it's, it's just like it's, it's just interesting statistic and it it shows like hey tiktok you know so like hey it's not like it makes me feel better like it's not just me who's a who's who can uh, spend more time than i should on it but so Iraqis are in it too very interesting to think it's like it's a reminder of like international is different I think also I'm to the degree that like a Chinese company would would view internationalization differently than the US so like a US thinking of like Western Europe uh, whereas a Chinese company would have like other uh, would not would view other areas as as more rational geographies to move into I think it's interesting Uh, next quote uh, quote, globalization has squeezed Chinese jobs. The huge, quote, localization has cost a Chinese citizen to have three choices if he wants to be on the big ship of Byte Dance internationalization. One is to change the permanent residence to Singapore, Los Angeles, etc., so that local data can be accessed. The other is to get a U.S. green card and access local data through VPN, but there are restrictions on permissions. The third is to move from the core departments that contact data Uh, to areas that do not have to rely on data uh, away from the decision center, end quote. I think this quote is is very interesting because, of course, in, like, any company, there's a lot of, like, processes and, like, technicalities and, like, process and bureaucracy in any company, certainly of any large company of substance. uh, So, like, you implicitly recognize that in U.S. companies, but then you read about companies outside the U.S., certainly in China, you think, like, things work differently, and like you just like forget all the principles of large organizations and think some of things were, way way, way definitely in a childish fashion. Is I think mean, this quote illustrates that, and to the degree that, is it, I think of like oh TikTok being some, some uh some spy tool plants. Like I, again, I'm not gonna li- li- go into. I suppose my view is you know there's a lot of smart people within security agencies and stuff. Like I'm pretty sure if there's a smoking gun. They'd be happy to tell us, uh, tell the public, Uh, but again, lack of smoking gun makes me question at this point. Years after, Uh, but yeah, but to go right of like, you know, again, like the the sincerity of like the fact that if you are Chinese and you want to work for ByteDance and you have like these significant restrictions on what you can actually work on because of your nationality, because of U.S. uh, policies and uh, US policies I, I think like So as a user Like if you ha- would have Any concerns It shows like the off- Like the how White dance is Taking it seriously And then also again It's a reminder of a, a Bureaucratic processes Is uh Is not It's not a uniquely American thing But yeah again This is an angle I never would have Thought about I, uh, Never would think about Like again to To the degree of like interna- Being an international company Like there's challenges And like unique quirks To working at them Like this is one of them And again if from like from like a chinese company and like not something that really gets thought about it discussed so i think a very fascinating look uh, next quote uh, after watching the movie jang yiming opened the douban app and made a short comment the most impressive word in the social network is paranoia he gave the movie a four-star recommendation end quote i, I like this quote because like it's it's always nice to have like very tangible things of what, like, impressive people do. Like, I say, Mister uh, Mister Zhang is clearly a very impressive individual for the work that he's done. Uh, and right, like the Social Network, and again, the Social Network right movie I've I've watched, uh, and like for him to like focus on paranoia. And first of all, I think it's a bit humorous to give a four star recommendation. Like, that again, like that, that's just a bit humorous of a of a of an occurrence. But, but secondly, uh, paranoia, and, and like I think it's a very interesting concept to think about byte dance because you know, like there's paranoia from like the U.S. and like say some U.S. government of it being like, uh, or some like you know, Redditors having a certain view of uh, TikTok slash byte dance. Uh, I also think just the fact that, we're more, more practically that like social media it's again zero sum and you know, a lot of competitors and like Facebook saws. A short video thought about it like Zuckerberg thought about it clearly but didn't act on it seriously it doesn't argue me like uh, too late not too late but very late in the later in the game uh, so you think of like in the fact that to agree that all companies should be paranoid in the sense that you know you, it's uh, you know it's a, it's a it's a big world with a lot of impressive uh, impressive people out there working so I I think that's it's like I think and like the point of like how they interact with Facebook and like made decision to cut them like cut off using Facebook as like the, the funnel against just like and again right it's uh, clearly like it that's uh, the correct decision from there on. And last quote, I think it's like more of like a, a like a s from a writing perspective. Uh, but just as a jangy Mingle, a TikTok to go against the tide in this world, if you are not swallowed by desire Maybe you can swallow desire in one bite. End quote. And yeah, I think again that's kind of like uh, the, like the polish of like the writer herself, a uh, Jingjun, uh, writing this piece. Again, definitely encourage you to read the original writing. Uh, linked in the the show notes, but yeah, and then again, uh, so again to the point of like of the, of the flare and just uh, like. Uh, of like Chinese writing, or like again, reading stuff in other languages to, to just you know actually understand more of how the world works instead of having some filters in between you and reality. Um, is always good. Yeah, I think these are interesting, right? And just like thematically, as a way to end. If you're not swallowed by desire, you can swallow desire in one bite. And, and to the degree that you're a company uh, that's uh, growing and successful and monetizing, it's like well, like and greed and desire and uh, that relationship, and I, I guess like, it's like one way to to, to bring the, the metaphor home, it's kind of like, you know there's there's the tension of user of the user experience and your monetization, and and you, and you think about it, and it's kind of like, well is ultimately, is, is TikTok different than, different than Facebook, and how the dynamic between monetization and user experience is and I, I, I again that's definitely material for a different episode cuz it's a it's a deep it's a big question but no i'm, I'm would we'll be happy it's in a different episode but i think i, I think this was just a, a very uh, I, this this piece uh by miss ejing was a very fun read I, I think from like the the Libya ly uh to like the interaction of the facebook to to the fact of, like, if you're a Chinese employee, your limitations of uh, where you can work to uh, the social network uh, being connected. And so, ultimately, I I think that, you know, it, it's... In the sense that all of these, like, deep dives into companies, like, it's reminded that these are companies that ultimately are... Just as a country, is a collection of ultimately X number of people. A company is ultimately a connection of X number of people. It's the combination of that. Uh, and so, I, and this is very fun. Uh, and just, I, I think, actually... I think again I, to the degree that like people should have some de- like actually do some degree of like reading about uh, about the things they want to talk about that if they want to have any credibility, I think anybody who wants to talk about TikTok or bike should definitely read this article because I, I think it's a reminder that TikTok it's not it's not just the it's just not the music note logo it's not just some some company that's Chinese it, it's uh it's a uh, has its own bureaucracy and decision makers, and the and major decision points and, and uh, questions for the future that ultimately all companies face. And, but yet, yeah, because of being a non American company, it's as if it doesn't work that way. And I think this article is a reminder that things, things do work similarly, and yet, of course, the actual context and, uh, and things are always different. And that nuance and is fascinating. So th- those were my highlights from this. Uh, again, be- a very beautiful and, and insightful article um, that is linked in the show notes. So I, again, I strongly encourage you to read it, uh, as a, and to read more writing from non-U.S. or non-English, from non-English writing, because again, it's a big world. Uh, and it's a bit as, uh, presumptuous to assume that sticking to an English anglophone bubble will provide you a clear unfiltered view of how the world actually is and how the world actually works uh, but anyways thank you for listening uh, and, and the, I'm hoping to to re-release the episodes from the ever uh call on podcast thank you for listening continue to be safe especially after uh, the after recent events that should not have happened uh, but thank you for listening and have a great rest of your day Hello, and good evening, and welcome to a re-recording of an episode from, originally, from February 19th, 2022, titled Spotify, Universal Music, and Unnecessary Risk Factors. Uh, and So, this talking about uh, the risk of Spotify as a music provider to, to publishers like Universal Music Group, uh, and that's a dynamic that gets talked about a lot, but in my view, it's arguably not a pertinent risk, and so in that. Of that micro view leads to a broader picture of what risks do I personally over and under appreciate. And so let's get into it. Uh, and so I personally over and under index uh, on some risk factors, uh, and by extension, uh, the overall market uh, because of certain, certain, like my exposures, my biases, and circles of competence. And so, of course, um, when you read a 10K, uh, you can see <clears throat> all of these risk factors uh, that you can spend days reading about, from natural disasters to monetary policy to employees, there are all these risk factors. Uh, and uh, as Professor DeModeran from NYU points out, uh, of course, recommend his, his blog, Amusing on Markets. And he talks about how these regulatory disclosures have arguably become a bit outdated and and moved away from, like, the original intention of actually, like, being informative. Uh, and so taking inspiration from that view and that reg- regulatory disclosures, like, cover everything. And so if you cover everything, then it's not really all that prescriptive. It's like, if, uh, like, if, if, if like, it's only like a, like a generic quote, right? If a generic quote is applicable to 100% of situations... And it's really not telling you anything about the situation if it's applicable to every situation, you know, in, in that sense. And so I, I think the, the same kind of as apply to risk factors. So, and definitely, if you if you read ten ten Ks, like you kind of get a, you kind of get the vibe and, and the the rhythm of how how it goes. Uh, and so and apologies for some of the choppiness, Like I'm going off the transcript because I do want to be consistent with the original episode while adding an additional. Uh, angles so th- this is basically the director's cut what uh, <laughs> we're talking about which is nice uh, so uh, some companies uh, break out customers by cohort segment others don't and of course knowing a cohort segment is good for investors because it gives you a more granular picture at the same time when they're are probably competitive disadvantages um, or of course numbers aren't flattering then of course you wouldn't want to disclose that uh, and so of course there's the Matt Levine concept that everything is securities fraud uh, and so therefore you have to protect against that which then leads to like the over-reporting in that sense and of course oh, back in February 22nd here I mentioned we talk about, like, how multiples have been coming down, uh, and certainly the high flyers. Uh, and so, personally, not much exposure to any of those companies. Uh, and so, not to the degree I'm down 60 50% on those names. Uh, but... Uh, and I think an interesting idea is that... Uh, it's very unique to the US. is that the US has not had like a fundamental asset reset. It's it's kind of only been up and uh, up and to the right ever since inception in 1776, right? Cuz like if you go to a, a lot of other places, right? Like like the stock market has gone to zero completely. Like like and after the Russian Revolution, literally has, the Russian market has gone to zero. Uh, a lot of European countries, Asian countries like that's happened you know, like, going completely to zero, and so certainly within the U.S. context, and certainly within the living context, the closest to that happening is the Great Depression, but again, the Great Depression, it didn't go, it wasn't a complete reset, and, you know, the Great Depression ended uh, without too much change in the, like, not like your country has changed from monarchy to, uh, uh, to something else. Right, And so in that sense, then, uh, I suppose, of course, A, that just adds more credence to, to Buffett, uh, who did, or, or Charlie Munger, who have lived through the Great Depression. uh, But it's so a bit of a side piece. But again, but that that point of how there's not been a, and if we think about risk, right? And we know that if we look at my Howard Marks episode, we know that risk simply means that more things can happen than will happen. Right. You go from like one outcome, guaranteed outcome, that's no risk because it's guaranteed outcome to then risk, which means there's more positive outcome, more negative outcome outcomes. Uh, and so, again, and to the degree that like your perception of risk is is a is a factor of how much variation in outcomes you've experienced in your life, then. Uh, then you know having the live experience of something going to zero completely uh, would inform that that perception, uh, and of course in the U.S. we don't have that perception, uh, which is an interesting view. Uh, and so, uh, moving on to the specific view of Spotify and Universal Music Group. Of course Universal Music Group is the publisher. It owns the the rights to uh to, to, to catalogs of music, has relationships with artists. Uh they, I guess they have like a bit of e commerce thing, I guess, with some of the uh artists and like the merchandise sales. But it's basically a music publisher and catalogue. It owns the rights to music. Spotify is a consumer facing uh I guess they Spotify would consider themselves an audio app. Not a music app. In, in in the same way that Snapchat considers themselves a camera company and not a social network, it's one of those things where like, if you're like a if you think if you hear it one time you're like that doesn't make sense, but then if you think about it and you read like what the the founding team the management team is saying, then it makes sense of like that distinction. Uh, it's a Spotify audio app. So but today Universal a uh, Universal is not beating down Spotify about podcasts. They are about the uh, music rights and uh, their take rate uh so we'll focus on the music business uh this is of course uh Universal's a supplier spotify is the leaser not not the buyer the leaser uh and of course with, with music in general right you had like bob dylan's music catalog being bought out uh like recent very recently uh, as of today today's recording uh like justin timberlake's catalog been bought for 100 million uh, and so one of the common talking points when it comes to Spotify is how a risk factor is universal or one of the big three music publishers like Sony, uh, deciding to take the rights and, and not allowing Spotify to use it or, uh, like just destroying Spotify's gross margins by demanding, uh, whatever amount, uh, and, of course, you have then, like, even more niche players, like, Rock Nation with, like, Jay-Z uh, and those guys. So, again, it's a it's a relatively, all like, like, a tr- like three-way party of, like, who Spotify has to deal with. Uh, so, basically, right, Spotify pays a cut to the label uh, for the right to distribute the music. Um, and so, ultimately, again, it's a finite pie, right? It's only from Spotify's view. Like, there's only so much revenue from ads and subscriptions. Uh... And so ultimately, some part of that has to go then to the rights. And so it's a finite pie, so like how that jostles uh, is it, it's only, again, it's it's a risk factor that is talked about a lot for a reason. But if you dig deeper into it, it's not so much, because it's right, if there's, there's three big music players, right? And they're in a standoff, right? Because they all have, like, different uh, like artists within them, and like content, breaths. Yeah, you can go on, like, like Sony Music you can go on, like, Universal's website and see, like, the artists that they have that are under them. But if you think about it, of, like, so if the risk factor is, like, Spotify getting screwed over by one of these publishers, like, what would that mean? Like, that means that the publisher would take their music off the platform in, in like, a, like, a standoff, right? But, like, does that make sense for the publisher to do so? Uh, kind of not really, if you think about it. Right, because if you if one person does one of the three does it, then you still have two of the three, uh, and and so maybe Spotify gives them a better better deal and all that. Uh, and if, and and so it's not a and so then for the app, then to like, cause, like the music rights themselves don't mean anything if you don't have the distribution to people, right? Like Universal does not have a streaming app spotify does sony i suppose sony might have through playstation whatever but right so the, spotify has the access to to consumers but not the content the publishers have the content but not the access to consumers right and so again in, to the degree that like if the if the risk factor is decoupling uh then you know this couple kind like, fundamentally just needs one another now, of course, if this happens, it could it would be short term bad for Spotify because how much is your ten dollars subscription to Spotify worth if you can't access Taylor Swift and The Weeknd or Ariana Grande, etc. Right? Like again, so like it's but again, but both parties are losing in that scenario. The artists are like the artists are losing; they're not getting their royalty revenue. Spotify's losing; their value proposition's weaker. The music label's losing because they're not getting that Spotify money, uh, right? Uh, and so what is like, and so again, it's, if, if, it's, it's easy to think that like app development and like consumer facing stuff is easy. Uh, but if you think of all the failures or how much money and time it takes for companies to do it, to build it out, then it kind of says that it's not that easy uh, and that it's pretty capital intensive. And even if you do do it, um, it's going to take a while to get up from zero to like subsidize initial users, to get attraction, uh, to build out the user base like that 's a lot of capex capital expenditure uh that 's never that 's going to be eating into your uh you know your op operating income and stuff uh, so it 's not material, and so again it 's the the interests of Spotify and the music label are much more intertwined than would otherwise think and so Again, to the degree that like this can happen, like sure it can happen, but will it happen? Well, and again, just like Charlie Munger says, show me the incentives, and I'll like I'll show you the outcome, or, like how the world works. Uh, again, like what are the incentives for these guys? The incentive is to make money, have that user presence, to make their constituents happy, like for uh, like say Universal, of uh, like their artists happy. And so how do you do that? The current system works it makes sense. Universal doesn't have to figure out the know-how to build a consumer-facing direct distribution. Uh, Spotify can have its value proposition versus Apple Music and Amazon Music. Both parties are happy the current arrangement. So again, I I think general you know, risk factor is like, necessary and is what it is, and ultimately I think a way to think about like, if a risk factor is actually material um, is if, just like the incentives around them. So uh, definitely a bit rehashed. Of course, definitely check out the original episode uh, for like the, the full stream of consciousness. And it is a bit tough to like rework from the transcript. That's not perfect one-to-one. Uh, so but thank you for listening. And uh, hey, let me know if you have a different view on the risk of on the relationship between Spotify and the publisher. Maybe I'm a bit overly uh, positive about, about the marriage. Uh, but thank you for listening and uh, have a great rest of your day.